In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 213th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 0-2 now after that collapse in Dallas. They have to get ready for the 2-0 Chicago Bears who will come into Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Last game without fans. It was released today. The Falcons are going to allow fans, starting with home game number three against Carolina. Go to AJC.com for all the details on that. Uh, also, you want to follow us on Twitter at AJC. You can look at us on our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. Before we get started here on breaking down the Chicago Bears, we have to hear from Falcons owner Arthur Blank. We have some audio here too from Bears coach Matt Nagy and from the Falcons offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter. We're going to hear from Blank, talk about the Bears, hear from Nagy, then go to our notes on the Bears, come back to Nagy on Robert Quinn, and then we'll finish with Dirk Cutter on the run game. And the Chicago Bear defense. So let's go to Falcons on Arthur Blank. He went on Sirius XM on Monday uh, working on his book tour. Um, and, uh, you know, they had, they got in a question there about uh, the collapse in Dallas. And the owner had to say this. you got to get off the plane being who Arthur Blank wants to be right. and, and function today right. based on those values. Right. right. Well, you think about... You know, uh, do you want to respond out of the, you know, doing something that's immediate and respond out of that, you know, disappointment, that sadness, maybe anger, frustration with all of our fans felt, and I understand why. Well, think about, you know, I mean, how do we correct this? There's 14 more games to play in this season. We have a lot of games left to play, and there are certain certain aspects of our performance in the first two games which have been really good. Some other parts have not been good. Clearly, our defense is not playing at the level we want to see it play at, and, and, and clearly, on the last play of the game yesterday, our players, uh, you know, didn't do what they, you know, either what they were instructed to do, and they didn't understand it, or I mean, it's clear though they didn't, they didn't, in my view, they didn't clearly understand what their what, what the rules were and exactly what they had to do. I think that's demonstrated when you watch the video of it. So, uh, the yeah. book is called Good Company. You can check it out. Yeah. On the book is good. Good Company. But that's a stunning admission. The players didn't know what to do. They didn't. They were standing around like they thought it had to go 10 yards before they could dive on it. That's not the rule. They can go get the ball. They clearly didn't know the rules. So we don't know what the fallout's going to be from that. But the owner doesn't think they knew the rule. The coach said they did. Uh, something's, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the last say on that game. We're moving on to the Bears here. Even on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, we got to move on sometimes. Uh, but yeah, just wow. Cause I know one last thing, um, no, uh, you know, I, 
you know, you teach you teach that rule. That's a pretty simple rule. Let's move on. Bears are two and zero. Twenty-seven to twenty-three victory over Detroit. Uh, squeaked by. DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone, so the Bears are one and zero. It's funny how the ball bounces. One bounce this way, they're they're zero and two. Uh, you know, and the Falcons, uh, you know, they're at least one and one. They kind of got blown out by Seattle, but uh, they they definitely should have won Dallas. Uh, you know, uh, but the uh, same thing Chicago. They're they're living good right now. Two and zero. Uh, the drop touchdown, they beat the Bears. Then last week, they jump out to a 17-13 lead over the Giants. Um, they were in control the whole way. They had a pick six callback, a missed field goal. Uh, so they're coming into um, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium undefeated in the NFC North. Now let's uh, hear from Coach Nagy. This was with the Chicago media. Uh, on Monday, you know, kind of his opening statement and one question as he got started on the win coming out of uh, against the Giants. Real quick, and then I'll jump to any any questions. Um, in regards to the injury front, again, nothing uh, significant in regards to where we're at, so we're feeling fortunate with that. I think uh, after you see everything that was going on yesterday with different teams, we feel pretty, pretty fortunate there, so we want to keep that going. Uh, going back and watching the film, all three phases – um, what I saw, I think defensively stood out to me that I thought, um, third down, we were, we were really good on third down defensively. Uh, there's one drive in the game when they went 95 yards there where, where uh, they had one, they only had one true third down in that whole drive until they got down to the one yard line. They had the third and goal at the one and the fourth and goal at the one. But for the most part, I thought our guys and coaches did a really good job defensively on third down. I liked that part. I thought you felt more of our pass rush on the front line with that with the defensive line and the outside linebackers. Uh, and then on the back end, we had some nice breakups at times. So defensively, I, I, I liked that that part. Again, keeping them uh, keeping those points down too is always good. We got some turnovers. Uh, obviously, we had that uh, the interception for a touchdown that was called back part of football offensively um again we we uh we scored those touchdowns there on the front end we first drive of the game having that touchdown i thought that was effective by mitchell to scramble for that touchdown pass um you know and then we uh we would have liked to come away with another touchdown after that uh uh that that drop in the end zone by anthony miller but we didn't we got three and then really, the way we felt after the game offensively, you feel the two interceptions, uh, the missed field goal, and a punt. You felt that in the in the third and fourth quarter. Um, but ultimately, our run game got better. And then there's just some plays that I think we left out there, uh, myself included, too, with calling plays, where we could have been better. And so, you know, we're, we're happy to be able to, to get out of there. Uh, special teams-wise, uh, uh, I thought that, you know, there was uh, we were able to make make some. I thought the effort was there. I thought that part was good. Being able to punt them down there and catch that ball inside the five was nice. Uh, and and I and I really felt like anytime you have a CP back there returning, he did a great job as well. So overall, again, I go back to the two and zero is good. But uh, it was good to be able to to see it all and put it all together. And we can certainly get better. Dan Weeder. Matt, it was a, a bit of a rough day for Anthony overall. Did you think the uh, third quarter, third and six, was a ball he should have had? And then what, what's your message to him overall just to make sure that that day is 
sort of a one-off for him. Yeah, the, the third and six, um, he was short on his route, so he cut it short. It probably looked like Mitch was late, but he was short on the depth of his route. So, again, I go back to the details, and, and, and 17 knows that, you know, he knows that. He understands that. He knew it right away. Uh, and, and, you know, really the way I look at it is I go back to that the, the drop in the end zone where Mitch just threw a really good ball, and if he comes down with that, who knows confidence-wise how that turns for him the rest of the game. But that's a part of football, being able to bounce back after a drop. So uh, it just was one of those games he didn't have as many attempts or targets, I would say. But he'll bounce back. I look forward to it. And he's a competitor. He cares, and he wants to help the team win. JJ? That's Coach Matt Nagy on the Chicago Bears and their win over the Giants. Anthony Miller is the number two receiver up there. He uh, had a tough day against the Giants. Allen Robinson's the one. Uh, Javon Wings, former Georgia guy, looks like he's the four. Mooney's the three. And uh, Riley Ridley's on the bench. He's been inactive the first two games. So um, they have a bunch of... uh, Georgia kids up there, and we're going to talk a little bit about them. Uh, We're going into our notebook session here. Normally, we like to, uh, you know, uh, do the stat analysis here, but it's only two games, so those stats don't mean much. We'll wait till four games in uh, because, I mean, the Falcons are probably at the top in offense at the bottom on defense, so uh, you don't really, you know, the Bears, their offense is not that good. They're trying to run everything through David Montgomery. But let's look at some of our notes here on the on the uh, Bears. They're OC and DC. The OC is Bill Lazor, um, a uh, offensive coordinator, former um, quality control coach with the Atlanta Falcons in 2003. Got a start uh, on Dan Reed's staff. He gave him a start as a quality control guy. Uh, 17 years in the league, first year with the Bears. Okay, and. Uh, Chuck Pagano, former head coach of the Indianapolis coach from 2012 to 2017. He is uh, in his first year as a D.C. with Matt Nagy uh, in Chicago. So those will be the people they will be going against. So Lazar will be going against the Raheem Obrick model. And... Uh, Coach Pagano will be going against Dirk Cutter in two battle of veteran coordinators. Then we say Obrick um, Morris because Obrick calls first and second down and Raheem Morris calls third down. And our good buddy Brandon home team, Brandon Leak, tweeted out this week, who does that? Uh, let me get to his tweet there. What other coaching staff does this? I don't know of one, so I'm going to leave it at that. But, yeah, Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback for the Bears, is 38-64 for 432 yards, five touchdowns. He threw two picks against the Giants. Um, You know, his uh, passer rating is 92.7. You know, they brought in Nick Foles to um, compete, and he uh, beat him out. So, uh, Mitch Trubisky's in there. You know, he was the guy they traded up to get Mitch Trubisky in the 2017 draft. Uh, bypassing Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So, but uh, uh, they got a good team up there. They're, he's 25 and uh, 18. Deshaun is like 24 and 18. Uh, so, they're right on, you know, 
uh, track, but you know, he's uh, he, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun people are perceived to have a better start to their careers than uh, Mitch Trubisky against the Giants in that game. He was 18 to 28 for 190, two touchdowns, two picks. One of them was on the receiver, Coach uh, Nagy said. And he was sacked four times in that game. Finished with a quarterback rating of 78. Now, uh, running back Dave Montgomery out of Iowa State there. hes uh, They tried to get him the ball. He got 19 touches against the Giants and 14 against Detroit. Uh, 16 rushes for 82 against the Giants. Um, no touchdowns. Three catches for 45. So that was a nice 19 for 127 day. Uh, and then against Detroit, 13 for 64 and 1 for 10. So that's 14 for 74. They don't seem to be using Tariq Cohen that much. The former little scat back out of North Carolina A&T, um, you know, little little weapon, but they don't seem to be using him in the Bill Lazar offense. He had one catch for 15 against the Giants and two for six against the Detroit Lions. Their big uh, guns are Allen Robinson, who, you know, was having a dispute with the team over his contract, and then Anthony Miller, who y'all uh, heard Coach Nagy going off on in the in that one audio clip. Robinson had nine targets, but he wasn't doing much better. Nine targets uh, against the Giants, only three catches for 33. Uh, so, you know, that wasn't a very good day. Had... Uh, Nine targets and five catches for 74 in the Detroit game. And uh, Miller had four for 76 in a touchdown against Detroit, a 27-yard touchdown. Uh, just had two for six in the Giants games. So they opened against New York in uh, 21 personnel, uh, double tights, and uh, two receivers and Montgomery. And, you know, they're, they're trying to run the ball with uh, Montgomery back there. Uh, defensively, they are led by Roquan Smith from the University of Georgia. He had eight tackles and one for loss against the Giants and seven in a, uh, that looks like seven tackles against Detroit. Uh, the big safety there had to pick six against the Giants return, Eddie Jackson, eight tackles. And uh, Buster Screen from Etowaha, one of that group of Georgia kids that are playing up there. He had six tackles against the Giants. Uh, now, um, they have four sacks. Uh, each of these guys had a sack against the Giants. Uh, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Barkevius Mingo, and Belil Nichols. Okay, and then also, uh, you know, Robert Quinn's the big addition there. So and, uh, Hicks had a sack against Detroit also. And uh, it's just one of my... Um, you know, it's a bunch of kids from Georgia up there, Javon Weems, Riley Ridley, uh, but I know personally James Valters from Stanford High, Stanford and Tucker High here in Georgia, went to play out of Stanford, and uh, James has been battling to make it in the league, he's finally there, uh, you know, he battled, uh, been, in, been in, went to Canada with the Packers, I mean, you can go through the whole list, but he's found a home, he played 24 snaps against uh detroit and had one tackle for loss or no he played 24 steps against the giants with one tackle then against detroit he had a tackle for loss and uh two tackles overall but i know his uh his dad uh 
James and their wife Vanessa, good friends of the family. So happy to see James um, living out his dream. He didn't give up. And uh, he's playing now in the National Football League with the Chicago Bears. It'll be coming home to play. Won't be in front of friends and family, but uh, coming home to play against the team in the city where he grew up at. So good luck to James. Okay, now uh, just a couple other things here. Uh, on the Bears, you know, they signed Robert Quinn this offseason. And uh, Robert Quinn, uh, uh, 14th overall pick in 2011 draft by the St. Louis Rams. The Falcons tried to sign him, but when uh, they didn't get him, they moved on to Dante Fowler. But he had an immediate uh, impact in that game uh, against the New York Giants. And, uh, you know, they uh, played him about 25 snaps. And uh, we'll be trying to, you know, keep that uh, keep that uh, snap level there against the Falcons. So we want to go ahead and hear from uh, Coach Matt Nagy on Robert Quinn. Quinn was such a priority in the offseason. Now you, you get to see the, the blueprint actually materialize with those three guys, him and uh, Hicks and Matt. What effect did you see? We know the big plays. We saw that. But what effect did you see overall? with having those three guys together. Yeah, Jason, I, I liked it. I thought that, you know, the first play he goes out there and he gets that strip sack. Um, that's what he's been doing in camp when he's out there. You can feel how long he's got really long arms and he, he cuts that leverage down. or He got that bend going around there. He stays so low. It's hard for tackles. And then he has some counter moves off of that. So, Again, when you have 52 and 94 on the edge and not, you, got, you got Hicks and, and some of these other guys pushing the middle, uh, I thought that our defensive line, including uh, our outside linebackers on the edge, I thought they worked well in tandem yesterday. The 20-something the, the snaps that Robert Quinn was in there I think is just right right now as he comes back in with that. But you can feel and you've got to know when he's out there on that field, that he can be coming around that edge pretty fast. And now you got Khalil on the other side, and that, that's kind of that's why that's why he's here. All right, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn uh, for the Chicago Bears getting it uh, done already. That was Coach Nagy, Matt Nagy, a former Georgia Force quarterback from 0506. Helped uh, uh, the Georgia Force be one of the top Arena Football League teams. He uh, got into coaching there after his Arena Football career was over. He played quarterback at Delaware, I do believe. And uh, got on with Andy Reid's staff and climbed the ranks in the coaching uh, field there. And uh, we're going gonna go to our um, just a couple more notes on the Bears. He was talking about Akeem Hicks up the middle, Khalil Mack on the left, Robert Quinn on the right. That's the blocking challenge the Falcons have this week. Uh, they also have Barkevius Mingo. Former high draft pick who's, you know, made a career in the league. Uh, John Jenkins, former Georgia Bulldog, plays some defensive tackle. Got about 40% of the snaps last game. So, they're getting that push up the middle. And you got Matt coming off the side and Quinn off the other side. Potential nightmares for um, a guy like Matt Gano who's going to be playing, maybe starting his first game. Unless they think Wetzel's a better option this week. Because uh, we're not expecting Caleb McGarry to play. So that that's a good point by Coach Nagy. And he kind of explained that. Uh, another thing they talked about 
was Tabriski against man versus zone. For some bizarre reason, he's better on man. He doesn't throw well into zones. So they think he's got to do some more film studying to learn how to throw into zones. Because he doesn't, you got to recognize the single high versus double high and where to go with the ball in that situation or in those different situations. Now, here, those Georgia connections. The Bears have several players from Georgia, including Roquan Smith, Georgia, and Macon County, wide receiver Javon Williams, Georgia. Safety Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern and North Clayton High. Um, cornerback Buster Scream from Tennessee, Chattanooga, and Etowah High. Linebacker James Walters from Stanford and Tucker. Former Georgia receiver Riley Ridley has been inactive for two games. Uh, and Reggie Davis is on the practice squad. So uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Georgia connects up there. Uh, playing for the Chicago Bears. Let's uh, go on to hear Coach Dirk Cutter on the run game. You know, you got to average four yards of carry. They didn't do that in Dallas. 3.3. They needed to run the ball more effectively to help them run out the clock. That's just one of the other things that made it got, it, got the game taken care of and not down to an onside kick. But um, here's Dirk on the run game. efficient in the in the run uh, I mean we, we did a we did a good job of staying balanced and uh, even though we might not have made the yardage that we wanted uh, making them defend the run definitely helped our helped our play action game uh, but you know we, we Dallas tackle tackled well and and we we just like I said there was there were several runs that were close to breaking out but they they just didn't quite break out we got tripped up by that by the uh, shoe tops a couple times, uh, you know, they, they ran through. First of all, you know, I, I think you got to give them a little credit. Uh, 54, their linebacker, I thought played a hell of a game, and he was all over the field. We had, we had a tough time getting to him on, on some of our zone schemes. All right, that was, um, that was Dirk Cutter talking about Jalen Smith. He had 13 tackles, shut down the Falcons' run game. Now uh, we ask... You know, we, we talked to Dirk on Monday. He's just starting to prepare for the Bears, so, but I still have to ask him about him. And, um, you know, normally we, uh, you know, we used to get the OC later in the week where he kind of had a better feel on the matchups and so forth. But they're better, basically giving him to us on Monday when he's not prepared for the upcoming game. So we're really just reviewing the last game. And uh, then we're left to our own devices to get ready for the Bears. So I, I try to give him to give us a little peek into the bears before he really even knows you know hasn't any hasn't done a lot of film study on him yet but here's what dirk had to say on the bears yeah we want to talk to you before chicago uh what do you you know the, i know they got Khalil back but and eddie jackson who are some of the other guys on that defense that you all be getting ready for this week yeah, well, we're just getting started on that. I mean, I just got out of the scouting report meeting uh, right right before I came here. Uh, Akeem Hicks is another another player on there besides the two that you mentioned, and uh, Robert Quinn made his debut, a big uh, free agent signing they got in the off season. He he played a little bit for him last week. Uh, 
Chicago is just a, a very well coached and a very talented defense. Uh, we did some studies on them from last year, and they, they you know they were one of the best defensive defenses in the league, and they're they're off to a fast start again this year. All right, Dirk Cutter on the Chicago Bears. So with that, we're going to get on out of here from 213th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Thanks for downloading and listening. And uh, take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.